0: Hey folks, I'm Nick Delisandro, and this is Wait Five Minutes, a podcast about Florida by a Floridian. Happy Hanukkah, if you celebrate. Hanukkah just began yesterday, and if you celebrate, I hope you were having a wonderful holiday. I hope that your December in general has been wonderful. I know that mine has been pretty spectacular. It got really cold all of a sudden the last couple of days, and it is going to be really cold on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So be sure to bundle up next weekend. I don't even even know how many layers of sweater and jacket I'm going to wear. It might get a little embarrassing. It's the end of our year, the end of our season, and a farewell to 2022 in totality. It has been a wild year. A lot of personal change in my life, things that have led to bigger adventures, bigger deep dives in history, and has led me to find even more things about this show to cherish. Last week in particular was a very special episode. I love writing about the Augusta Bricks. I intend to do so again and meant a lot that listeners have been reaching out to me about the Augusta Bricks in their own lives found on their commutes or on their own front porches. It's been wonderful. And if you find any Augusta Bricks anywhere around Florida or anywhere in the South, please send photos of them my way. It means a lot to have this secret Club that we're all a member of, and that always is kind of what this show feels like. And now it's kind of even more of a secret club. Do you know about the Augusta bricks? Do you listen to Wait Five Minutes? You get it. I just hope that we can keep stumbling upon these bricks as a special little WFM community. Which is why I want to tell you about the exact thing I came here to tell you about this week. Saint Augustine. I visited last weekend for the holidays. It has been. A busy year for me. Very, very busy. Did I mention that I contributed to a book that came out this year? It was a crazy year. So, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to get all of the guests from this season together to tell me stories about what the holidays mean to them. I'm sure you're feeling a bit of this yourself right now. We spent the last two holidays in a various degree of quarantine. 2020 was certainly quarantined, and even 2021, the world was still getting its feet under it again. And though we aren't out of the woods yet, we have a lot of trouble on our minds. It feels like this year has been figuring out how to live again, how to make lunch plans, how to take long flights, how to go to concerts or organize family gatherings or make space for hikes or maintain a reading list. It's been hard to figure out how to do everyday life again. It was all much easier for me at least when I was sitting on my butt writing the show and figuring out all the big ideas that I had. But life gets hectic and plans fill your days and it's not so easy to find your old guests in the everyday movements of life. It's alright. One of the best songs this time of year has a line that I'm always fond of. Someday soon we all will be together if the fates allow. So next year, when the routine of the everyday has finally settled back into my bones, we'll have a right, proper holiday extravaganza. I'll get people from this year, I'll get people from next year. I promise you, hell, we'll make two holiday episodes next year. (laughs) But instead of a usual guest-filled episode, I thought we could end this year with my family. thought we could spend this holiday episode just talking. I'd like to tell you some stories about what I saw in St. Augustine and introduce you to some members of my family, notably my grandmother, my nana, and my father, David. We went to St. Augustine a little over a week ago for a holiday adventure, and we wound up perhaps biting off more than we could chew. I brought my microphone along so I could share some of the sounds of winter in the nation's oldest city, and share with you all the lovely things we spotted along those old Spanish streets. That sounded a lot better in my head. My grandmother, my nana, is a, a bit of a personality, as you're soon about to hear. She is a personality, and she listens to the show, and she's probably going to yell at me for the way that uh, I'm talking about. In this episode, but please know there would be no show without her in the first place. So here is a little bit of my grandmother and my dad. You'll hear them throughout the episode as we explore the city and crack up about the various things that we found. I just want ambiance. You want ambiance? <laughs> oh, is that your microphone? <laughs> well, you Left. The no, Christmas regatta. No, no, don't say God, uh, We just got God, here. God, uh, stop, started by me a winter stop cold. Stop kidding? She's not going to leave the house next. week. It's not, not that. that cold, yes. Are you recording this? She's not going to leave the house. <laughs> it's today. not that cold. No, but next weekend, watch, she's not going to leave the house because it's, it's, it's gonna too cold. Be 37 is the low. That's like design. Monday night. You guys want to cross the street? St. Augustine has an annual event called Night of Lights. If you've never been, it's beautiful, but it's also total and complete chaos. It's a fairly simple event. All of the buildings along the main drag of St. Augustine facing the water cover their storefronts in beautiful white lights. All over the city, buildings illuminate with that golden light and people flock from all over to stand in the glow. Now, me, I'm more of a colored light fan. There are no white lights on the exterior of my home, but for some reason, the white lights at St. Augustine can't help but be mesmerizing. They're just lovely, and they illuminate the whole city in their glow. The event itself started in 1993 as a means to boost a slow tourism season during November and December in St. Augustine. Apparently, before then, when winter rolled around, the shops of St. Augustine would just close up for the cold months. Apparently, tourism was a little stronger further south than in the old city, but leaders in town realized that there was money to be had in the holiday weeks, so the Night of Lights was the solution. It clearly worked, and businesses would notice reservations piling up and hotel rooms booking all the way as the event approached. Reading quotes from business people in the St. Augustine record really illuminates, pun intended, how important this event is for St. Augustine. Dave Chatterton is the owner of Old Town Trolley Tours, and in this article by Colleen Jones and the record, he says, quote, Most people working in tourism had to find second jobs to support themselves and their families during this time. Night of Lights has provided year-round economic stability for many St. John's County residents and businesses, end quote. For a town that already has so much to offer, this event brought them into a new success that has allowed the winters to be a little less dark. And that was visible to us on the ground as well. We were there around two o'clock, a cloudy overcast sky making it a little bit darker, but it was still very much daytime. We kept passing parking garages and parking lots with signs noting that they were all full. We finally got parked and onto the street, and restaurants were just turning us away. There was nowhere for us to eat. We finally got a seat at Harry's, a great seafood place, but uh, it was a bit stressful. Everybody and their mother was wandering the streets of St. Augustine, so it was festive and buzzing, but also a bit intense. The holidays at their finest, I think. But it was in Harry's that my father caught half of a conversation. He heard something about a boat parade. Now, if you've lived in Florida, you know what a boat parade is, and if you're lucky, you've seen one with your own two eyes. Until this weekend, I had not. If you have not, in its simplest terms, a boat parade is when a bunch of boats in the area of various shapes and designs cover their ships in beautiful sparkling lights to some degree, then line up and go drifting by onlookers on the shore. The decorations range from elaborate to simple, over-the-top, exquisite things to one boat I saw this weekend that was basically just a skiff with a tree on it. It's typical Florida. Ostentatious, colorful, idiosyncratic, and silly. Various cities around Florida all do it in their own ways. Easily the most famous is the Winter Boat Parade in Fort Lauderdale. It's like a whole thing. It's more than just a bunch of boats. It's like a whole festival. It's crazy. It's 12 miles with the whole area dedicated to the parade. There are seats like bleachers for onlookers to sit on. It is an ordeal. Maybe we'll pay it a visit for some holiday but I'd bet you'd be unsurprised to learn that there's more of a history to these boat parades than you might realize. You listen to this show, there's always a little more history in everything. Well, there's this concept called Christmas ships, and the first Christmas ships started up in Chicago. A family called the Schunemann Brothers, I think that's how you say the name, Schunemann, they sold Christmas trees. It was their busiest time of year every winter. The brothers, named August and Herman, made a name for themselves as Christmas tree merchants by 1895, only for August to be lost in a storm. But Herman continued to sell the Christmas trees from the deck of his ship, and the arrival of the trees became an annual tradition, even as Herman moved on from the business his original massive Christmas ships sank, anyway. But the idea remained. Christmas ships continued to be a trish, Christmas ships. Con, Christmas ships. This could be a tongue twister. Christmas ships continued to be a tradition. That Nate. <laughs> Christmas ships continued to be a tradition nationwide. That's a hard sentence. I'm leaving that in. That's a hard sentence that I wrote for myself. Bringing Christmas trees on ships uh, along rivers or waterways was still a part of life, but by the time the mid-20th century came around, Christmas ships were no longer delivering the essentials of a holiday season. But the idea of ships being a part of the tradition clearly stuck around. As early as 1954, Portland, Oregon has held an entire festival dedicated to the Christmas ships and their parade isn't just one day. It's like several days over the course of the entire month of December. The photos of it make it look magical. Now That is dedication. But weirdly, I had never seen one for myself, which is why I was thrilled to learn that the regatta was heading our way. My toes are frozen. So now I've heard about this regatta. I should have worn closed shoes. My toes are like icicles. It is like 62 degrees. It's it's 20 degrees colder than ideal. Okay. (laughs) My ideal temperature is 82. Okay. To start off the boat parade in St. Augustine, the Castillo de San Marcos fired off several cannon blasts, which was thrilling. We stood on the wall right near the Castillo and people gathered on the grass around the old fort. It looked beautiful in the Christmas lights. The first ship, and perhaps the best, was a sailing boat with a person dressed as Santa Claus standing on the top deck with a string of lights in his hand. He would send a wave down the lights like he was mushing, like mushing horses, to mush Santa's reindeer, except it wasn't reindeer. They were instead multi-colored seahorses. He's, he's mulling around. That's pretty cool. There's a guy. I don't know how they have lights that can move like that. Yeah, I know. It's like reindeer. They look like seahorses. They are seahorses. There's a guy going like this. Yes, Nana. <laughs> you got it. I'm glad you could see it. I'm glad you could see it. Florida Santa's sleigh was pulled by seahorses. Naturally, of course. What else would they be pulled by? Gators? Well, that's probably a good idea, too. Anyway, another was decorated in exclusively bright neon pink lights, like like strands of like LED pink lights, making the entire boat look like it was from Tron. Like it looked like it was from the movie Tron. Like it was just illuminated triangles out on the river. There was also a massive pirate ship decorated in gold lights with red lights around the spots where the cannons would be. It was... very fun and very unique we were all enjoying the ships drifting by and then suddenly the folks in front of us began to sing (laughs) they're coming at us they're coming Now I have no problem with people getting in the holiday spirit in their own way, it was just very sudden and if I'm being honest with you, it was a bit off key, not the best singing I've heard, no disrespect, but it left my nana and I quietly giggling behind our hands at the overeager folks suddenly caroling along Matanzas Bay. But it brought to mind one of my favorite carols, White Christmas. It's an odd song for a Floridian to love, but the movie is one of my favorites. And you know, the movie starts in Florida. The hotel is called The Florida. I think I say that every holiday special, or maybe I think about saying it every holiday special, but the movie begins in Florida, and boy, that makes me happy every year. It is arguably the greatest lyric in all of the holiday music canon in the song White Christmas. I'll tell you what that line is at the end of the episode. But White Christmas was actually first written. 80 years ago exactly it was first written in 1942 making this year the anniversary it was written by one of the greatest songwriters in our nation's history the absolutely marvelous irving berlin in 1942 irving wrote the song white christmas for a movie not the movie white christmas but for a far lesser movie called holiday inn i'm not exactly a fan of that flick But it brought us White Christmas in 1942. They were expecting other songs from that movie to be successful, but White Christmas was the one that blew up the radio charts. People loved it. It was the middle of the Second World War, and at the time of its release, the nation was overloaded with war songs. Songs about beating the other guy, patriotic songs, and things that were all focused on the hardest thing that was going on around them. White Christmas was loving and joyful, a wish for good times. A writer for the Chicago Times, Carl Sandberg, wrote the following, quote, When we sing that, we don't hate anybody. And there are things we love that we're going to have sometime if the breaks are not too bad against us. Way down under this latest hit of his, Irving Berlin catches us where we love peace. End quote. We don't know where that song was originally written. The climate should matter. It could have been out in Los Angeles or at Berlin's home in New York. Some even say it was written in Phoenix, Arizona. But all my research points that nobody really knows and we probably never will. All we know is that there is an often ignored opening verse to the song. An opening that I have heard a lot in my life. And here are the Carpenters singing that intro. If you've never heard it, I'm glad to introduce it to you now. The sun is shining. There's never been such a day in Beverly Hills, LA, but it's December the 24th, and I'm longing to be up north. But here's a fun thing. When I was a kid, I've always wanted to talk about this on the show because I thought that other people knew this, but I actually recently learned that maybe it's just me. If you've heard this variation on the White Christmas intro, please reach out to me. WFM Pod Instagram, WFM Pod Facebook, WFM Pod at gmail.com. If you've heard this, please let me know when I was a kid in Altamont Springs, Florida, a small suburb in Seminole County. It's where I grew up. So I spent most of my life. A singer at an annual performance that we went to in my town would always change the lyrics in that intro. Instead of Beverly Hills, LA, she would say in Altamont Springs, FLA. Get it. So for a long time, I didn't know the Beverly Hills intro. The only intro I knew was Altamont Springs, FLA. I, And I certainly wasn't dreaming of a white Christmas as a kid. I'm not longing to be up north. I still am not. I'd rather be sweating in a sweater in St. Augustine, watching shiny boats and listening to off-key carols near a centuries-old Spanish fort. That's my business. (laughs) But for me, there's nothing better than changing the lyrics of a song about snow and making them about Florida. So if you've heard that version at some point in your life, please let me know. I'm not alone out here. So, whether your Christmas is green or white whether you're celebrating by land or by sea whether you're in our ancient city or snuggled into your own apartment whether you're in florida or not i hope that this season is treating you kindly i hope that whatever darkness is around us as the nights get longer doesn't feel too dark to you i hope you have relatives as strange and funny as my relatives whether they're blood relatives or found family i hope you get some rest i'm sure you deserve it I hope the nights aren't long, and I hope you enter the new year ready for whatever comes next. I cannot wait for the stories that I've got planned for us to share next year. I've already got basically the entire year planned out. I'm going to get ahead of it. You're going to love it. It's going to be a treat, but it's time for me to take a break. It's been a busy year, so I'm going to spend the next few weeks with my loved ones, and we will emerge from the darkest time of the year together, as we always do in the spring. Which reminds me, I promised you that I would tell you my favorite lyric. My favorite holiday lyric maybe completely maybe the lyric that always comes back to me it's the exact sentiment i want to leave you with tonight so i'll let the carpenters sing it for you but i'll just say it as a statement may your days be merry and bright may your days I will see you in February for new episodes. I cannot wait. You'll hear from me by the end of January, and I'll certainly be posting stuff on the Instagram as the year winds down and next year gets started. But February, spring, look forward to it. Oh and by the way you might be a little late on it now but if you're looking for a last minute gift something you can say I ordered it and it'll be here soon if you're looking for a good gift that book I talked about it's called Florida it was published by A24 and some of my writing is in it and some writing from friends of the show are in it as well I am so excited to see if people got it for Hanukkah or for Christmas or for any of these wonderful times if anybody gets it in the next couple of weeks I would love to know if people have got a copy of our book if you have one tag WFM Pod. i would love to see your copy of the book and like i said if you're looking for a last minute gift that's going to arrive sometime in january check out our book there's a link in the episode description i am very very proud of it this year will always be the year that that book got out into the world thank you for picking up a copy and thank you for reading it i hope you have a wonderful holiday until then thank you for listening to this show this year it means everything to me. I could not get to do the opportunities that I have to write and, and, and spread the importance of this place. If it wasn't for you listening, it truly means the world to me. So, have a happy holiday. And until February, be good to yourself. Be good to others. And as always, drink more water. Happy holidays and happy new year.